Welcome to Between Alpha Omega. I'm your host, Timothy Farr, and with me, well, I just have Nick. What's up? <laughs> uh, a lot. It's been a crazy week. Absolutely crazy week. Um, Sunday started out with Curtis and I working on my backyard, which we cut down like three trees. Tuesday saw us uh, venture out 500 miles round trip to go save Nick from the bowels of Illinois. Thank God I made it. <laughs> to then move in with me and uh, then just a lot of craziness. How's it been for you? Well, you know, I've been off since Monday last week, so it's been nice to just be able to relax. Um, but yet, of course, I get in town and I've got like 400 things going on. So <laughs> you you kind of been on tour with uh, the friends. Yeah. And everyone's wanted to see you in D&D and all the stuff. Yep. So it's been it's been nice, but still not all just relax. So. Yeah, it's been a war one since you've been here. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, so what else is going on in your life? Um, other than that, right now, not a whole lot. Uh, you know, I got a, a wedding I'm getting ready to go to this weekend, which is in Virginia. So uh, that's part of the reason why I took off all of this week was it was stupid for me to move in town and then immediately work for like three days to then go out of town again. So it was just easier to take off two weeks instead of just the one. I hear you. Yeah, that makes total sense. I guess what we should explain where our other castmates are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Curtis is actually upstairs working right now. We were supposed to record on Sunday. Uh, but I had technology issues uh, because Drew would show up via Discord because Schaefer was almost to be delivering a baby. Uh, they were scheduled to be Monday, so Drew didn't want to um, be 40 minutes away from the house in case something happened. Fair. Uh, Probably so, didn't want to bring the pregnant wife with him either. Cause that would be a mess. Especially <laughs> in the middle a... of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually recording Wednesday, the day before the podcast goes up, uh, because of technology issues on Sunday, and then the whole baby mess uh, with Drew and Schaefer, which they actually did deliver the baby on Monday. And when Drew is on next, we'll give all the details about the baby and his experience at the hospital and whatnot. But we just wanted to put it out an episode uh, because, well, that's what we do. Yep. We put out an episode. So this is actually the day before it goes out. This is the Wednesday. It'll go out uh, Thursday the 22nd. Minimal editing. Minimal editing on this podcast. I think it's going to be kind of short because, well, I don't know. I don't really usually have my laptop open and I have a kind of a script and the laptop is closed. <laughs> uh, just kind of filling life updates. So Drew had a baby. Drew and Schaefer had a baby. Curtis is working his mind out. Um, Caleb has been busy all of November. No, it's not November. We're yet. October. October. He just got married. Uh, so I imagine there's something going on there. And now A lot Nick, of bounce. Go, wow, wow. Probably. <laughs> Uh, and Nick moved in, so <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so life updates for me, it's it's been crazy. Uh, we had an all hands meeting at my facility, meaning the big honcho, the big boss, uh, had a meeting, 
And he told us parameters of phase two reopening. So phase one was 10% of our population. Phase two would bump us up to 20% of our population with kind of a more work more. Instead of working every two days, we'd work every other day, but only for six hours. But in all hands meeting with the head honcho, he talked about how we could set our own schedule, that we wouldn't be reopening phase to phase two unless we met certain parameters. Um, I don't want to get too like specific on what those parameters were because it would kind of give away where I work. Um, <clears throat> but a set parameter saying that we wouldn't ever go into phase two unless we we're passing all these parameters. Well, lo and behold, we're in phase two, <laughs> having not met those parameters. And the whole, you can make your own schedule, well, that was a complete and utter lie. <laughs> we had uh, a manager underneath the head honcho basically said, uh, yeah, he was just making it up. There's no possible way we could do that because we have a facility of, you know, 750 employees and we're only allowed to have 115 employees there. So if 115 people decided to make up their own schedules, it'd be absolutely a chaos and nightmare. So they gave us schedules. It sounds like about 90% of every other job you go work at at this point. So Right. And, um, and then I went for an interview for a promotion. And last Friday, this last friday uh i got an email saying i didn't get it so on top of management lying to us and on top of me working since march uh and not getting this promotion i was just like nah i'm not gonna work anymore <laughs> so now i i used to go in every two days now i i won't probably go in until january i'm off until january nice long vacation a nice three month long <laughs> vacation <laughs> And now I'm like, well, what can I do? Coronavirus is still a thing. So. Well, as long as there's not snow on the ground, you can take Sally trips all over the place. It's true. I did get invited to go to a car show in Texas with uh, a former youth pastor of ours. Nice. But I don't know. I need to figure out the logistics of that because I don't <laughs> want to stay like with the family. Right. Like I did last time because I don't want to like endanger them or be endangered myself. Uh, especially when you're in close contact with people from like another state, like there's kind of a weird yeah. thing there. Um, and it's in Texas, which if you read any news stories about the Republican Texas, kind of get my drift. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I guess I could stay in a hotel and just stay for a few days. I haven't really figured out the logistics of that. At least a lot of hotels really aren't that expensive right now, just because... People aren't traveling as much, not doing as many things out with, with other people and stuff like that. So That's true. But it's also driving, you know, eight to twelve hours as well. That's the best part. It is the best <laughs> part, actually. Uh but now that since I've tuned my car and it needs ninety three gas, I have to get on a special website to be like Oh. Yeah, to figure out what gas stations support ninety three octane. Yeah. That was always annoying when I had the Firebird and I had to use 93 octane. I was like, sweet, I have to go find specific places to go. Yup, and putting 91 in a car that's specifically tuned for 93, the car actually will run kind of rough because it's requiring that extra octane. I could get an octane booster, but then that puts you above like 100 octane. <laughs> so it's a quandary. Yeah. So that's really all that's going on with me. I am 
on vacation <laughs> until January, and you go to work, what, next week? Yep, Monday or Tuesday next week. So uh, our schedule for that week's not posted yet. But I should be able to find out either sometime today or tomorrow. Nice. So, but then I'll probably work like eight days straight. <laughs> now talk a little bit about, we we talked about in the past that you work for a grocery store. I don't remember if we told the name or not. I'm pretty sure we did. You know, hashtag fresh time. <laughs> not a supporter. <laughs> yeah, sponsor us, please. Fresh time. We'll put your logo when I get the studio built and we do yeah. live shows. That'll be awesome. I'll probably be here a lot with my shirt on. <laughs> So, <laughs> free advertisement free advertisement support your fresh time your local fresh time grocery so you were a meat manager correct yep working in bloomington illinois that is correct and now you're here so what happens so for right now um the overall goal is the new store that opens in february i want to be the meat manager there so i talked to my specialist and our regional manager and they decided that getting me back into St. Louis sooner rather than later is a better option for us. So let me get back into the kind of business here because its sales are so much higher here than they are in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, so they're like, we don't have a spot for you, but we will find a spot for you. So as of right now, um, <clears throat> don't tell anyone, but I'm keeping my pay for what I was <laughs> as a manager but I'm just going to be a cutter at um, the Fairview Heights store. So until they can officially put me in somewhere, and, you know, if another manager steps down, they'll move me up there. If an assistant spot opens up, they'll put me in there. Uh, and I might do a little bit of traveling to help some of the other stores and not specifically be at just Fairview Heights. Right. So that's pretty much how it looks right now. Exciting. Yeah. So you get to wake up super early and drive for like an hour. A little bit under, but yeah, pretty close. Jeez. Right. That's horrible. I'll probably have more later shifts uh, at Fairview Heights or like uh, maybe like a eight to four shift, stuff like that. So probably not all the time being like, oh, cool. I have to get up at like 4.30 to drive 45 minutes to be there by six. But right. I might have a few of those shifts here and again. I mean, that's what I did. And the before times would wake up at 4.50, take a shower, and drive for about 30 minutes to get to work. Yeah, well, <clears throat> with everything at fresh time, or with, like, COVID, I normally shower after work. So I normally don't have to, like, wake up to go to shower, because I'll shower when I get home. Because I'm sure you're really gross. Well, I you know, a little bit. Sometimes you get some meat on you. and <laughs> But also just with the idea of, you know, COVID, just trying to stay as clean as possible when I get home. Right. So. Yeah, I did that when I worked in a restaurant a hundred years ago. You just have to take a shower. You There, you just smell like grease. Yep. Like, <laughs> working over fryers, grills, everything. Like, you literally just smell like pure grease, and you're like, ugh. ugh. And then you're, like, greasy yourself in a weird way. and Because uh, you're sweating, and then you're getting grease on you and other things, and you're just like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm just a Petri dish for gross. Right. Uh, the the worst thing about working in a restaurant is really your clothes. You have to wash those separate from all your other clothes. Otherwise, <laughs> everything else comes out smelling like grease. <laughs> and no matter how many times I would wash my work shirt, it would still feel greasy and gross. Yep. 
I, I or my jeans that I wore. Like I had specific work jeans that were just greased. <laughs> yeah, I had a pair of work jeans that literally had like seasonings on yep. the front because I'd be seasoning all these steak up, and sometimes I would like go to touch my pants, and then I'm you know you get shit on it, and then you gotta change your gloves and wash your hands or you're just like right up against everything so it was like permanent stains yep. on the front of the thighs just from all the work around the kitchen oh i do not miss those days at all that's i'm glad to be away from those <laughs> I, I worked in a restaurant when i was like 16 and so i would go to school and then right after school my shift started so it was like from whenever time school started like eight to like 250 i think the class was i would come home take like a 30 45 minute nap and then go straight to work and work till like 10 10 30 it was awful i yeah. hate it <laughs> i do not i do not miss those days at all yeah i'm cool with just having one job that i can work for 40 hours a week and be all right with i'm cool with uh not working at all and getting paid full time yeah you know we can't all be as lucky as you tim <laughs> i like rubbing that in um yeah it's i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself i I really don't and start podcasting full-time start podcasting full-time i guess well that kind of leads me into i will be doing studio updates and working on studio trying to make it better because i'm going to have all of this time on my hands <laughs> so other than that like um driving sally and i don't know Maybe taking a trip across the country and trying to be health conscious as I can be. I don't know. I'm making it up as I go. Are we all? Yeah, right? I mean, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> 2020. Enough said. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, oh my God, it's been such a bizarre year of, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I... I I have all this free time. We're quarantined. I don't really feel comfortable going on a state, but it's like I still want to live my life. <laughs> but yeah, plus <laughs> you got election season right now, so everyone's going crazy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so tired of it. I just people being angry about oh you're voting for so and so. Well, f you. Yeah, like. Uh, like, just because you support someone doesn't mean, like, you're a racist, sexist asshole. That's yeah, true. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, when did we be just become angry all the time about politics? 2020. 2020. All right, come on, it's been building up all year, so. It's true. I think I, it's just kind of like the cherry on the top. Right? I guess people are just bored. So everyone's just angry. Yeah, people can be more outspoken because they're not doing anything. Just being keyboard warriors <laughs> all the time. I ain't that the truth. Like, I avoid Facebook like the plague because people are just being so dumb on it. As soon as I see something political, I'm like, nah, I'm just going to just keep going. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> like, I don't even want to get frustrated just by seeing the stupidity that's out there, whether people are right or wrong, but it's just like, uh, we're just going to ignore it. Right. Like, this this election is, like, a dumpster fire. Well, it's a lot like the last election, which was also quite a dumpster fire. It's true. It's true. 
Uh, it's it's been a while since we've had like multiple really good candidates or any good candidates in my opinion at that point you got to take the good with the bad and just yeah see where everyone leans and then just go with it the funnier thing to me as a person who studied history and like and with that i studied early american history so there's a lot of like early government stuff that i've had to learn and it's fascinating to me to see this election and how, like, if candidate, if Trump gets reelected, the world's going to end. If Biden gets elected, the world's going to end. And I'm like, you realize nothing's really going to change. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, the world, America will still keep chugging along. Like, what? And it's, and it's going to be who gets taxed more. Like, if a Democrat gets into elected, uh, we're, the middle class is going to get taxed tax will happen uh it won't affect the rich people like they keep saying right uh, they will just tax the middle class your taxes Which, are you know, I'm looking forward to it right and there's the good debate about if we get taxed more well that means more social reform uh, we can build our infrastructure highways would be better education would be better Are you kidding me they do construction on highways like year-round i know i know, <laughs> I know. i'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt um, well, that's what they say that will be done with more taxes or even health care, universal health care, blah, blah, blah. When you have a Republican in office, they just lower taxes for the rich. That's all they do. So <laughs> why can't the rich just be taxed more and the middle class just stay where it's at? Because guess what? They're going to get more money out of the rich than they're going to get out of middle class. Uh, yeah. And my thing is, why don't we just fix the tax code? Instead of trying to raise taxes, like, uh, the reason why rich people aren't getting taxed is because there's so many loopholes in their tax code that they can just skirt around anyway. Yeah. Like, Jeff Bezos doesn't show a profit, and he's, like, the richest person in the world right now because of the tax loops that he can get around. Like, and it's not just him. It's every major big corporation. Disney hasn't posted a profit in a lot of years because they skirt around tax laws to, like, hide the money somewhere else to show that they're not profitable right. so they can skip the tax code or only get taxed a certain amount. Like every corporation in America does that. And if we just, I don't know, fix that, we would probably be in a lot of better shape, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just a dumpster fire and political and it's money. And, uh... <sighs> 2020. I saw a meme the other day. And it was a picture, and it was just like a tree branch that had, like, fallen next to a stop sign. But someone's, like, walking down the street, and I thought this tree branch was just a giant tarantula. Like, looked like it would be, like, a four-foot big tarantula. They were like, well, that's 2020 for you. <laughs> like, they were just fully willing to accept that it was just a giant tarantula and not a tree branch. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, honestly, at this point, like, I'd believe it, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to do anymore. Uh, there's so much, it, it's, it's weird because there's so much happening in life in this specific moment for me with you moving back in and Drew with the baby, the podcast, and I'm trying to get that better, but then like getting in a fight with a really good friend and dealing with all of that. And not knowing how to really handle that and 
having all this free time and it's just kind of wearing on me. <laughs> like I just I just want to hide right now. I posted on my Twitter the other day like in one week <laughs> it was you moving back in, driving 500 miles, uh finding out I didn't get a promotion, having that fight with a friend and then Drew having a baby. <laughs> oh, and then I went to get my car inspected, Sally inspected and found out that my front tires were almost shredded. Yeah. After driving 500 miles. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> just like, whoo. Yeah, it's a lot to to just take in. <sighs> right? And it and then having you know, no separation from it like with work and focusing on work for a little bit and just working through it and kind of being able to relax in that way. But not having that and just sitting in it, just... Well, and additionally, uh, like we talked about it earlier, is like, no one's been on Discord. <laughs> like, all week. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's just, everyone's just been like, boop. Right. And for the little bit that w- uh, people were on Discord last night, it's because we were getting ready to do D&D. So, like, a couple of their friends were in, and then you jumped in for a little bit, and we're like, all right, let's go to D&D. And everyone's like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that last night, and I was like, oh, I- didn't know you guys were playing D anD D. All right, yeah, I I really think that's part of Drew because Drew will get on and just be on, and then other people will join him. But since he's not like on, he's not. Hey, getting on Discord. Yeah, yeah. He's well, that in a little bit like of me being here, so I'm actually like doing things with people in person too. I'm not just like get off work, go home, jump on Discord, <laughs> right? When you've had to like settle in a little bit, move stuff and yeah, the basement now has four times as much stuff in it as it did before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, including the previous roommate stuff still here. Don't worry, we'll light it on fire outside the house. Perfect. Yeah, I don't really want to set my house on fire again. I don't either. Yeah, that was kind of a terrible thing. You can listen to my solo episode uh, <laughs> that I recorded a few weeks ago. Where I talked about how uh, 2019 was a dumpster fire for me. A dumpster fire inside a house fire. Right? Yeah. I'm still not recovered from that, I don't think. Uh, just physically. Not even, like, mentally, but, like, physically. I'm still, like, fat and <laughs> my hair loss. That's why I always wear a hat. Like, I just have hair loss. And... We'll just blame it on COVID now. Yeah, blame everything on COVID. <clears throat> What did I blame on COVID the other day? Oh, uh, when Curtis and I were outside working, it was beginning of October. I got sunburned. Who gets sunburned (laughs) in October? This guy. Yeah. Well, it's because you live in a dark hole in the basement. It's true. And I do that because I'm like Irish and I have really fair skin. (laughs) So (laughs) this is a true story. When we moved, when me and my ex-wife moved down to Dallas for, I don't know, six or seven months, uh, I was outside for literally five minutes. Five minutes. No joke. No exaggeration. Five minutes, and I got sunburned. <laughs> um, me and Curtis once, um, our two families went down to South Carolina over to Myrtle Beach. And uh, <clears throat> hotel was like right on the beach. But, you know, just literally a block down the road was this little surf shop. So we walked down, literally five minutes outside, Get, get into the surf shop five minutes outside to come back to the hotel. Then he's like, let's go down to the beach. I was like, all right, cool. I took off my sleeveless shirt. I had tan lines from the <laughs> 10-minute walk total to get to and from the surf shop. 
And he's like, how the shit? And I go, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my problem also is I get sunburned and then I get paler after my burn peels. <laughs> People don't believe me until I show them. Like, no one says peels, it'll actually be a shade lighter. <laughs> so weird it's like my fresh skin comes back right it's just like nope extra white <laughs> like a snake like when it peels its skin off <laughs> yeah it's super weird i i have a weird body it's fine i'm not gonna really talk about my weird body but you know i do you <laughs> deal with it uh yeah i don't have much else to say um it's gonna be an inter- interesting couple of weeks with Drew coming on the show. We'll probably have to do it via Discord for a while. Uh, new baby and all. Right. Probably some some Drew breaks, trying to go off and take care of the baby. Right. <clears throat> so we'll navigate that as it happens. I mean, we're kind of all the family here and just being patient. And we, Our recording times might start to vary a little bit, too. Just because I won't know what my work schedule is like, and I'm not writing my own schedule now. So it's not even like, oh, I can make sure I'm off on these days at this time. It's going to be a little bit more up to the manager that I'm going to be working with. So, Right, which <laughs> I also have to buy more equipment. <laughs> um, more microphones, more headsets, and a whole other device for the headphones that we use. So I can have more people on the show. Uh, I want to keep Caleb involved. Obviously, I, I love him being around more and uh, what he's doing, and he's just a funny guy to be around. And I can finally meet Caleb in person. Right. And then uh, Brooke also wants to be on the show, and so it'll be awesome to have another female on the show to keep us in line <laughs> instead of Schaefer. <laughs> uh, so having that many people, it's going to be a train wreck, and it's going to be awesome, but I need more equipment. So we'll have to navigate that, too. And I'm trying to bring the show live, which will probably happen in January once everyone's schedules kind of figure out and COVID and whatever happens. Because in the before times, we set a schedule for Saturday and Sunday because we all worked 40 hours a week, five days a week. So it was kind of hard to do anything during the week because of schedules. So we always reserve Saturday or Sunday to record. But now it's kind of like, well, uh <laughs> Right. And Curtis may be all in and out of the show because he's working the weekends now. So we're, we're just going to have to navigate it and yep. see how things go. And bringing the show live eventually will be great. And I think it'll expand the audience a little bit. I don't know. We'll find out. It'll be awesome. It will be. Uh, what is that expression? Make women's out of lemonade. One life throws you lemons. I make orange juice. I don't know about you. I put whiskey. I just skipped <laughs> lemonade and whiskey. Just straight whiskey. Sounds good. Yeah, right. I mean, that's been 2020. When life gives you lemons, drink, drink whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> 2020. 2020. <laughs> I mean, what was I? I was talking to Drew on Discord the other day, and I don't. <laughs> I didn't have anything else to drink but water, and I don't want to drink water. So it's like noon, I'm like drinking a beer, and I'm like, well, it's 2020, whatever. <laughs> I don't... <clears throat> it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. And, like, and it's 2020 everywhere, so... <laughs> it's like day drinking, it's fine, it's fine. It's just... Well, I've been drinking McUltralite, so that's like water. It really is. Like, I think I get more sober after, like, drinking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible person, it's fine. It's fine. 
it's okay. If I know I'm going to do a whole long day of drinking, it's always the ultras. Every time. Every time. Because you can manage that really well. Because it's like, I think, 4% alcohol. 4.7, I think, maybe. Yeah, it's practically water. Especially if you drink, like, whiskey on the norm. Like, I feel like, (laughs) honestly, if I'm drinking, if I start with whiskey, I feel like I get more sober. Maybe I'm just getting more drunk, <laughs> but I feel like I'm getting more sober when I switch to ultras. I don't, I don't know. Well, you're definitely not getting as drunk as fast, that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, it's 2020. What else am I going to do? <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that. It's fine. That's uh, all right. Well, you're on vacation now, <laughs> so you can do whatever you want on vacation. It feels so weird. To really think about that, like, I'm on vacation until at least January. At least. Yeah. That's probably when phase three is going to happen, and I'll probably get recalled. They'll probably start forcing people to come back to work. So, yeah, January. I have literally, what, no, all of November and December, so at least two months and a couple of weeks. Well, and then if I get the new store in February, I'm going to be non-existent for, like, two to three months because <laughs> i'll be working like 55 60 hours a week yeah because your business is going to be through the roof oh yeah. The store. yeah probably doing like 350 to four hundred thousand dollars a week Jeez. yeah yeah i think it's about where st peter's was was like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week in sales Jeez. took them six months to finally drop under three hundred thousand dollars a week people are crazy yeah well, and this is because this new store is going to be in downtown St. Louis, mm-hmm. you know, two blocks from Ikea. There's no other grocery stores down there other than like little mom and pop shops. Like there's not a legit grocery store, I think, within 20 miles or so. Wow. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's going to be pretty insane. And who knows what the country is going to look like three to four months from now. Yeah. It, it seems like to me, and this is politics aside, aside um, people are just done with it. We're going to go open regardless of people's health, regardless of what numbers you're telling us, and regardless of what science is telling us. We're just, we're done with it. We're going to open back up. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like, people are, are already, like, trying to get back to normal, and we're up to- We're still nowhere near that. No. It's over 200,000 people are dead because of this virus, which is more than World War One. Like, American deaths, anyway. Like, that's insanity. And here we are, like, no, nothing's happened. No biggie. 200,000 people dead. When, and the meme that I keep seeing is, like, only, only, this is tragic, 9-11 was 2,500 people. Mm. And we made such a big deal about 9-11. Yes, it was a terrorist attack. And all of that, but twenty five people, hundred twenty five hundred people died that day, and this country like stopped and mourned the loss. And we still like never forget nine eleven, never forget nine eleven. This COVID thing, yeah, forget about it. We want your money. <laughs> We're still in the middle of it, but you, fuck all the the people that are dead. You know, it's gonna keep going, right? Uh, like even churches are like that. Like the people that are supposed to be like loving and supporting and and. All of that. No, we're going to open. Like, they were open during the height of the 
height of the pandemic. I use air quotes there. <laughs> back in like March, they wanted to open or yeah. April, and it's just like, no, stop it, <laughs> stop, stop it. You're supposed to be the example, not. Uh. And I mean, it, it, I don't do extensive research, but what I can tell is most other countries are kind of done dealing with the coronavirus at this point because they shut down. They yep. did it for like a month, like true full on shutdown. Everyone's wearing masks everywhere. And here we are. It took us, what, six months to enforce for 90% of the country to have to wear a mask in public places. Right. And the, that's people are so like not wearing masks. Yeah. So it, it's it's just it's crazy. I mean, and part of that, I have a Romanian friend, uh, and we're talking about it a little bit. She didn't want to get she she thought that she had exposure, and didn't want to get tested because police would show up and tell her to go in her apartment and be like on lockdown. So when we're talking about these, it's kind of a catch-22 when we're talking about these European countries. They don't have the freedoms that we do. They'll just straight up arrest you and quarantine you. Yep. No way that's going to ever fly in America, but... They tried at the start a little bit. I I mean, kind of. uh, Those videos I see is people just resisting the police. You know what I mean? Instead of like, hey, you're not wearing a mask, please leave. People fight it. And act like a fool when you could just, I don't know, oh, you're a police officer. I'm probably going to get tased or arrested, so I'm just going to leave. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but it, it really feels like people are just done with COVID. And, uh, you know, seeing it from a government perspective, working for the government, and they're just like, no, nah, we want the money. Yeah. It's kind of a indication of what's happening with the rest of the country when they're still sitting here debating more stimulus checks when the government's like we're not making any money but here's more money for everybody <laughs> yeah yeah that's a millennial thing we talked about it a few episodes ago about people just expect free money yeah i mean don't get me wrong it'd be great to have another stimulus check yeah but then we're gonna pay for it in the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be good. No, it's not. Next year will be a dumpster fire, too. <laughs> uh, with taxes and whether or not this country opens back up or what happens with the virus, if there's a vaccination or... I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> be interesting to see. Yeah. I'm, 2021 is going to be weird. Let's just move to Canada. Seriously, I'm down. <laughs> Just play hockey whenever I want. Right? By myself. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something that I completely forgot. Uh, oh, um, so right around Christmas time in the fall season, I start to get anxiety because I know in five, four to five, six months, my birthday is going to happen especially around like december and the turn of the year when it was like january i'm like oh shit <laughs> and i'll be 36 in april uh, old man uh, uh, <laughs> like 36 Ugh. 
you just have to start sitting on your front lawn with a shotgun and tell little kids <laughs> to get off your lawn. Like, and then I look at 36, I'm like, oh, that's four years away from 40. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I just turned 30. I know. You still have a bright future ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> I got 10 years till I'm over the hill. Yeah. Uh and then I saw an article on Reddit the other day. It's like, 35 is when you're at peak brain capacity. After that, it goes downhill. And I'm like, oh. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I got... Thanks, study. <laughs> I have six months left <laughs> before I get dumber. <laughs> uh, I'm not just, excited. Just do a lot of puzzles. Puzzles? Crossword? Yeah. One Crossword <laughs> puzzles, Sudoku. It'll keep your, your brain moving nice and fresh. Right. Well, at least I'm a, I'm a gamer, and I've heard that helps. So. <clears throat> that helps a lot with, uh, like, your reflexes and reaction time. Your hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination. Especially since I want to upgrade Sally and actually get into some competitions racing. Yeah. How, how many horsepower is she pumping out right now? A little north of 400, which is decent. She'd probably run low 12s high 11s in the quarter mile which is nothing really sniff at but not really a big deal uh you start becoming a big deal when you start running tens nines eights eights is like an insane number for like a street car if you go below like seven six and then you're talking like okay <laughs> you're in some serious stuff <laughs> right like you make one wrong turn your car is going to blow up and you'll be dead pretty much i mean we're talking uh, so a quarter mile is thirteen twenty feet. We're talking doing the quarter mile in six or seven seconds, which is about one hundred eighty miles per hour. Right. And a quarter mile. <laughs> yeah, that's insanity. Sometimes yeah. even upwards of two hundred miles per hour in a quarter mile. Yeah. Which is nothing. Quarter mile is nothing. So. Yeah, that's when you start to get into like professional like streetcar racing. I I don't think I'll go anything below elevens, even if I do like the stuff that I want to do in Sally. But if I can get a high ten, that's some serious. We start stuff. racing pink slips. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and and the challenges with that because I I want to keep Sally nationally aspirated, so no boost, uh, no superchargers or turbos because you add more. You're you're putting more pressure on the engine, uh, to be technical. Like you're just forcing more air into the engine. You can blow apart things easier. Right. So if I keep it naturally aspirated, meaning no boost, uh, it's just the engine. And so I have to upgrade just the engine. So like porting the heads, putting better pistons, increasing the compression rates, uh, more airflow, and stuff like that, which is like thousands of dollars. Right. Number one. And then you start to get into racing. So then in a quarter mile, you're basically going from zero miles per hour to like 160 miles per hour in no time at all. So that's a lot of stress on your engine yeah, and all the parts. So you're going to probably break things, which is more money. You're going to have to have other sets of tires just for racing. Yep. Which is hundreds of dollars in itself. And then and those only last like what, a couple races? You could probably get a couple seasons out of a good race tire depending on how often you compete and whatnot. And I probably wouldn't compete all that often. Uh, there's a couple of races that I do want to do, and they're called uh, Drag Week and Race Week. And what they do 
is uh, it's a five day event, and you have to drive a thousand miles. So like you start at track A, you drive a couple hundred miles to track. So you race track A all day, uh, and you try to get into your bracket. So like let's say I'm just making this up. I'm at eleven fifty. Meaning I have to hit, every time I go down the racetrack, I have to hit 1150 to stay in that class. If I go over, I'm probably not going to win. If I want to get first place, I have to get close to 1150. So you start that, you do 1150 at track A. Drive a couple hundred miles to track B. Do the same thing. Drive a couple hundred miles to track C. Do the same thing, 1150, 1150, 1150. You can do it once or you have to tune the car to get it to go 1150. Then you go to track D and do the same thing. Drive a couple hundred miles, hit track D. Then you have to go back to track A from track D, which is probably a couple hundred miles, and then do the same thing. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And that, that to me, is the pinnacle of racing. Because normally you just build a drag car, you hit the quarter mile, and that's it. You're trailing the car to the track. You only drive it hitting the track. But to actually take a car hit the track, then have to street it. So it has to be street legal. It has to have all the lights and all the stuff that right. you need to drive a street car. Plus you have to have a tune that's either pump gas or you have to change, have a separate tank and do like methanol or, you know, ethanol, depending on your flavor. So then you need a separate tune because you're not going to get E85 everywhere unless you bring your gas with you. But then even driving a couple hundred miles on methanol is probably not good, or ethanol is probably not good. Right. So, yeah, it's a lot of complications. And then I would need a, a co-pilot uh, because if anything breaks on the car, you have to fix it <laughs> yourself. So you could be in the middle of, I don't know, nowhere in Nebraska or nowhere Colorado <laughs> on the side of road fixing your car. Yep, that would be great. Yeah. So your co-pilot can also just be a co-pilot. They have to actually know some stuff about some cars. Yep. Which is a problem for me because, uh, yeah, I, I may know a little bit about cars, but if something breaks, I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> 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 so that's the kind of racing I want to do. But that probably won't happen until like 2022 or 2023. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what 2021 is like if the way now that I see my management being crazy and stupid and all about money, I imagine we're going to be full ops early spring 2021, which means no one is ever going to see me ever again <laughs> because I will be working so much overtime right. to get that money. Uh, we're probably talking, you know, 55, 60 hours a week. Yeah. 10-hour days plus 8 on Saturday. Yep, that'll be quite a bit. Yeah, but a lot of money. Also true. Yeah, the dump into my car. <laughs> Perfect. And the studio. I'm trying to build things up in the studio. I just bought a whole bunch of stuff for the studio, and then now I have to do a computer rebuild, and uh, yeah. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. When the studio is more complete. Instead of just the couch in my dank basement. Yep. It'll at least look better. I mean, we could even just wall off a little section to get it a little bit more soundproof. Yeah. Get some good acoustics in here for a podcast. 
and the walls don't even have to be like legit wall walls. They can just be walls that can be put up and taken down. Yeah, I thought about that, but that's way more money than I want to spend <laughs> right now anyway. Right. So maybe this will be temporary, but I'm just going to put up really thick like room divider curtains, which would really deaden the sound in here and look kind of nice. So that's what I'm going to do. We can just sew in, you know, the, all our sponsors into it. All of our sponsors, which I have an opportunity to do one. I need to email the company. But the opportunity, I don't really know how it would work. But I bought this wallet that I found. I was watching YouTube, and this guy was pumping out this wallet that I really like. And uh, I'm not going to say the name of the brand yet. Not <laughs> until I get sponsorship. <laughs> but I, I was really impressed with the product, and I really like the product. So we'll see what happens with that. That's all you got to do. Get some sponsors like that that are just like little tiny things that are just kind of like not heard of by a lot, but you're like, I like this product. Right. Um, maybe we'll probably sh- get some free stuff. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> some extra wallets for everybody. Right. Because I really like that wallet. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I don't know if I have much else to talk about. Anything? I don't really have much either. Yeah. This has kind of been weird. <laughs> it was more just like a sit down and have a talk session. Yeah, pretty much. Just shoot the shit? Yeah, basically. That's what this episode's going to be. So you're going to label it shoot the shit? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's really weird. And what I see on my podcast trend is it really depends on the show description and what I titled the episode. If I have a clever name for the episode, those episodes tend to do better. So, you know, I have to come up with a clever name. But I probably won't midget pudding wrestling (laughs) (laughs) in podcast form (laughs) (laughs) mud wrestling is gross (laughs) but this is pudding wrestling oh even more gross it's edible oh (laughs) gross i'm uncomfortable tim you're always uncomfortable it's true yeah i don't talk much so to like have an actual podcast where i'm talking a lot not only talking but leading discussions right leading the discussion and then i'm getting in trouble by other people it's fine someone was upset he said something on the podcast i'm like well sorry (laughs) when you when you talk for an hour and a half and we've been doing it since january like i'm gonna say shit and um, maybe it's not even directed at anyone. <laughs> There's never going to be any sort of podcast, conversation, post, whatever that you put out for everyone to hear and see that everyone's going to be like 100%. Oh, I like that. Right. You're always going to hit a nerve on someone. You're always going to upset someone. And that's just how it is. People think that just because you said one thing that they're upset about that they're like, no, that's not fair. You shouldn't have said stuff like that. It's like, well, right? Like, what, what do you want me to do about it? Well, and we try to be very vague on this show, and I don't really point out certain people. We don't. We don't name names. We don't name corporations. We don't name buildings or groups. We we know what we're talking about, <laughs> right? Because we all know the same <laughs> stuff. But and people will probably be able to figure out 
who or what we're talking about. Right. But it's not like we're throwing it out there for people who have no idea what we're talking about can be like, oh, man, that place is awful or that's a shitty person or this, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, really 99.8% of the time we're talking about a specific church that we all went to. Wait, we all talk about the same church? Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And the people that uh, went to that church and how we feel about that church. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So, you know, if I said something to hurt somebody, I apologize. But not that I don't. I know. I don't apologize for anything I've said. (laughs) Uh, I I do apologize if we offend people or hurt people. Uh, Drew obviously doesn't care either. Oh, no. He never cares. When you say, like, when we hit a nerve, we we sometimes on the show obliterate nerves. (laughs) We don't just hit it. We obliterate it. It's true. It's true. And, um, yeah, so if I've said something, like, point it out. I'm fine with that. Well, in have a discussion on the side and most times we'll express a point of view that maybe we're not looking to upset you. You just don't like, but you know, everything's about how people interpret it and how they feel about it. It's not just about the exact words they say. You mean everyone has a unique and different perspective? Yes. And you should listen to it. Yes. And and take into account to how someone feels about something and empathize with them. Right. Just because you don't agree doesn't mean you can't understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Crazy. It's weird. (laughs) Unless you're Jesus, then you can just lay down the law. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. There's more I can say about that. And I'm not, I'm not pointing anyone out. Like I I've, I've struggled with that my entire life, even especially at that mega church. Like they wouldn't hear my perspective on things or how I felt about things. And you're just another cog in the wheel and screw you for thinking otherwise. Like, that church is very much a conformity. Like, you have to conform to their way or you're just going to be kicked out of the bubble. 100%. And uh, that's incredibly frustrating. Oh, yeah. And so to have my own show and to be able to talk about my perspective and talk about how I feel about certain things has been very liberating. Well, and it's nice to even hear other people on the show talk about their perspective and how they see things, even if it's not the same as you. Right. Although I think a lot of us have pretty much hit on some of those bigger subjects pretty equally, but yeah. Um, because, Hey, I have a bubble of friends and they're quickly becoming family. And that's why, because we all share this perspective together and that's what, you know, family and friends do. That's why you get close to people. Yep. Because <laughs> I don't know, you have something in common. <laughs> Now, I like to be friends with people who I have nothing in common with. Right. Just so I can be a sourpuss the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and uh, if your opinion differs, I want to hear it. I, I really want to talk about those opinions. And I want to talk about those things. Like Caleb mentioned uh, several weeks ago, who would you like to have on the podcast? And I want to have people on the podcast that have turned away from Christ, who have turned away from God, and have those conversations with them and get their perspective. Because uh, Christianity isn't going to go anywhere if we stop listening to people and their perspective. Very true. Right? And I just saw a study the other day that atheism is an all-time rise right now. First time in a long time because of the way Christians and now it's becoming political and not listening to certain perspectives and 
pushing people out when you don't agree with them instead of just listening to people. I, I also feel a little bit, um, and this is just not, um, <clears throat> I'd say maybe people just not fully understanding what atheism is. Um, but a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm atheist. But then you get into a conversation and like, I actually believe in a, a potential overpower being, but just not like this God or that God or whatever. And I'm like, so that's more like an agnostic than an atheist. And people just, to simplify it, they'll just be like, I'm atheist, just to get the quick out from the conversation. Right. So I think that's another reason, too, why atheism is also getting on that all-time high, a little bit between people just not really knowing the difference between it and all the other stuff going on, because most Bible thumpers are trying to cram it down your throat. Or assholes. Or assholes, even better. Like, just to be honest. Like, like I love when I work at Outback and you'd get the Sunday church rush mm -hmm, and they're mm -hmm. like, servers were great, did a great job. They had nothing but good things to say. And they're like, here's $2 on our $60 tab. And it's like, jackass. <laughs> oh, but here's a Bible scripture too. Right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the conversations I have with people that have renounced their faith is... Yeah, I don't want to be associated with those people anymore. Like, yep. they're just evil. And um, I think that's why we're seeing a rise in atheism is Christianity has now become, like, super political. And that's so wrong on so many different levels. And it's pushing people further away from Christianity and what it actually means. It's about really Christianity in a nutshell. It's about love and family. And if you're not loving people, you're kind of, yep, <laughs> kind of missing the whole purpose of him dying on the cross and <laughs> right. whatnot. Like he did that as an ultimate expression of love to save his people, and then you're just being an asshole. So, yep. And if you disagree with somebody, even political or otherwise. Like, you can still come to common ground for being, I don't know, a human being. Right? Yep. Uh, I don't want to get on a rant. Well, Tim, this is why you just start your own church. We'll call it Timonism, and we'll all be Timonites. <laughs> I said it a few episodes ago. I want to dress like Jim, Jim Jones and serve Kool-Aid to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that has been on back of my brain for a while but now it's becoming more of a reality but i'm trying to navigate the whole covid thing yep um but i don't know people seem to be more comfortable with other people being around so yeah well, we may do it here soon probably after the holidays um holidays are crazy with people so uh, probably right around when we start the live show we'll have a house full of people. It'd probably also bring more people to be guests on the show. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, because the way I want to do this is going to be just like the podcast. Uh, and we'll have a lesson, obviously, and then we'll just kind of have a freeform conversation about it. And then we'll assign homework that you have to complete every <laughs> night. And <laughs> No. Then after that, we have to start contributing by bringing sacrifices. To our Lord and Savior Tim. <laughs> God, I hope not. I hope not. Uh, 
I never want to be a cult member <laughs> or a cult leader. <laughs> I'll just secretly start turning you into a cult leader. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. I'll I'll start by supplying the Kool Aid. Cool, perfect. I'll get some ranges and we'll fill it with Kool Aid, and it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, like no, that's not even a part of my <laughs> being. <laughs> Like, I'm already kind of worried about leading because I'm not a natural leader, so it's like... You don't have to necessarily lead. You can just host. Yeah. Because we've done some small group stuff before where um, maybe maybe you led the majority of them, but there are plenty of times where someone else is like, well, I really want to talk about this. And they kind of lead a discussion. It can be more of like a round-robin thing where every now and again someone else can bring some stuff in or go over a subject they want to. Yeah, that's my hope. I don't want to be constantly leading all the time. I don't think Good that's luck, how... Good luck, though. <laughs> I, that was my hope for d and I was like, oh, I'll start by DMing some Dungeons & Dragons, and I made a whole thing. And I was like, people, post on here, run your own DM stuff, you know, do some one-shots. I've, I've DM'd 90% of the stuff that we've done. <laughs> and if I'm not involved, then they don't even do anything. I was like, oh, cool, sweet. People are really lazy. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, Drew and Brian were trying to talk me into DMing, and uh, because apparently I'm a good storyteller or something. So, you are. Thanks. Plus, I like some of your voices. You do. Thanks. Um, I I just am really lazy. <laughs> I don't yep. want to create a campaign. <laughs> you don't have to create. You can always buy one. And right now, there's a crap ton of campaigns out. Oh, I know. Like, I think fifth edition. They're getting ready to move on to a sixth edition here soon. Really? I think. Because they went from the first few years, they only had like four pre-made campaigns. And then in the last year, they've pumped out like 20. Well, I think it's because of the sudden surge of popularity with d and I mean, it has a little bit to do with it too. But you tend to see a lot of times they'll start dumping out DLC and extra stuff. And then right after they do that, they're like, boom, here's the next, the next campaign or the next uh, edition. Or like, here's the sequel to this game, you know, and you're like, oh, all right, cool. I just dumped all this money into stuff. And now you're going to be like, now we're done with it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It really seems like Critical Role kind of started the surge. I mean, because they were massively popular back in 2015. Yeah. And they're still on 5e and their second campaign. So I imagine maybe when that campaign is over, which has no signs of slowing down anytime soon, maybe... Because Critical Role and like Wizard Wizards of the West Coast are like really together, like really tight. Yeah. Like Matt Mercer kind of creates characters and classes for them. Yep. So like D and D Beyond owes their career. He's to like Critical he for real because he's like a like an unofficial dev of D and D right now. Like pretty much. Like he created the Blood Hunter class. Um, there was another class he made, right? I believe so. I think he's got a couple classes, a race or two. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I really think... So, I'm willing to bet after campaign two ends, maybe there'll be sixth edition. And I have a lot of theory that Matt, 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 Matt Mercer is going to be really kind of involved in that. Yep. But I don't, I don't know. It's kind of riding the wave of popularity with 5e and getting everyone on board with 5e that may keep them in for longer. Yeah. Well, I, and, you know, COVID probably helped a lot too. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I just, I want some 
better online accessibility for some campaign stuff. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like they've got the D and D beyond's got a really, really good um, like character building sheet that has all the stuff in it, you know, and everything you need, but I want something for DMS to be able to run a campaign that D and D beyond kind of does. And they've got a couple of things that they have offshoots that they work with like roll 20. Mm-hmm. There are a couple other places you can go for it and they're okay. They're just not super user friendly. Right. So it's, it's more of a, you can kind of get used to some stuff and figure some things out, but it's not easy. And it's a little bit harder to import stuff from D&D 5th edition campaigns into this to have it effectively be there. So. Right. Yeah. I I really, I only know like the tip of the iceberg with D&D. I've never actually played yet. <laughs> well, now that I'm here, we can we can get a little one shot going. Yeah, well, and I, I would, we talked about it, um, Drew and I have talked about it, Elias, of just doing D&D and making it like a critical role show, especially since I have this giant table and all these microphones in the studio and doing when I get the live broadcast up and actually doing what everyone else is doing and right. have a D&D campaign. It's just finding a DM, which if I'm the good storyteller... <laughs> Well, and I can I can always create your campaign, and then you just DM it. But then that'll I'll know all the little tips and tricks that are coming down the road. Yeah, I, and there's ways around that because part of the reason why I think people think I'm a good storyteller is I'm really good at improv and coming up with stuff on the plot fly, ply on the ply on the ply three ply <laughs> toilet paper. Get it? <laughs> um, and that comes with years of teaching youth. Like you have to be. On the ball. Oh, yeah. Especially when a kid asks you a question from, like, all the way in left field, and you're expected to know the answer, and you're like, well, all right, I guess we're going to talk about this for a little bit. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. I'm I'm interested in doing it, and maybe just sitting down doing the research, maybe buying, like, a book. And I have all the books. They're well, upstairs on the kitchen table right now. Well, I mean, like, a campaign book. I already have all the, like, the player handbook and the DM guide and the monster handbook. I would do a uh, PDF copy. That's what I have. All okay. three of those. So, and just get a PDF copy of a campaign book too, because it's so much easier that way than having an actual physical book. Right. And then kind of like, just to get like a world built and then building like my own world on top of the campaign. So, because it seems like a campaign book only lasts for so long. Yeah. Right. I don't know how many levels. You can probably you, search You max out at level 20. Each campaign book will kind of tell you where they, like, what level you should start out at and where you're probably going to finish. Um, there's only one set of books that continue on from a previous set. And so that's Horde of the Dragon Queen, which was, I think, the first campaign book that came out. And then they had Rise of Tamat, which is actually the sequel to that. And it gets you, all in all, I think, up to level, like, 16 or 17. But there's nothing that actually takes you to level 20 specifically. Right. Um, and there's nothing that'll take you all the way from beginning to an end. So, yeah. So I would probably want to start with like a campaign book that takes you through like the first five levels and then build my own world outside of that. I don't know. I don't even know if that's possible. Um, you could definitely, um, for sure. Like the starter campaign, uh, which was like, they came out, it was like 20 bucks 
came out with like four or five pre-made characters that are already set. Like each level, it takes you up to it, so you're not like having to go through and do it by yourself. Um, and it's got a little campaign that's got the basic rules, stuff like that. But I think that took you from like level one to like level five or level six. Yeah. Um, you don't have to use the preset characters. That's just there for like the beginners, like first kind of getting into it. And then you're like, oh, okay, so here's the basic rules. Now I can start going through and getting the deeper stuff and running it through that way. So it, it's nice. Um, granted, depending on who you want there, like Curtis, me, and Drew were all part of that. Uh, but it's been long enough that they've probably forgotten what. Well, I could always just make it up. That too. <laughs> like change some of the quests or whatever you want to call it. Yep. I don't know. That's something that I've been thinking about. Especially since I have all the equipment to do it, like, as a show. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Your tablecloth can just be, like, a little square a cloth with the grids on it, and then just write on it with Sharpie, and then anytime we need to do stuff, we're like, oh, well, we already got a grid here. It is the table. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just get a whole bunch of grid paper and kind of, like, glue it together and then laminate it. Yep. And just plop it on the table so you can have a map. I don't know. It's uh, something that I'll be thinking about while I'm on vacation. <laughs> quite honestly. I've always thought about um, building my own gaming table. Mm. So like a an octagon-shaped table. So it was going to be pretty decent-sized. Uh -huh. But like the top layer could just be like a felt covering uh -huh. on a piece of thin plywood. But then I can pull off and underneath I would have another like set below that uh probably similar setup but then in the center i'd have like a little tv monitor that's tucked in with a piece of plex like thin plexiglass over the top and i could use that to create maps and stuff have that plugged into like a laptop or whatever like so i can just easily like upload put the picture on the tv screen and be like all right guys here we go right but you know money that's and time. money and time <laughs> right some of the D and D tables on these shows are just insane. Like the basic setup for that, I could easily do within like a hundred and fifty bucks. Right. But to get all the bells and whistles, I'd want to do. You know, like I would want a little drawer in front of everybody's thing with some pencils and maybe a set of dice. People can roll in their little drawer. Yeah, I was looking at the Wormwood dice trays. Oh my god, they're like a hundred plus bucks. Yeah. Even, like, good dice are, like, really expensive. Yeah, for sure. Ugh, crazy. And not, not to mention, like, if you actually want to, like, have 3D maps and stuff. like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It is so hard to get some good 3D map stuff without just dropping a dime on stuff. Like, right. holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> right. We'll get the podcast going and start our own D&D &D show and become famous or something. <laughs> None of us will work and we'll just do that. I'd be okay with that. Right. I don't care if I don't even make as much as I do now. <laughs> I, if that could be my life, I would do it. Right. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's a pipe dream. We'll see. I can support myself racing. It'll be fine. <laughs> fine. Racing and doing a YouTube show. and Yeah. We'll see. The future is bright. I think. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully it's not a dumpster fire. Well, dumpster fires can be pretty bright, too. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Keeps us nice and warm. 
as we're all quarantined and cuddled together. <laughs> With six feet in between us, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, I said like an hour ago that we were done. And here we are, an hour in, <laughs> still talking. Yep. My gosh, you're popular. What? All the Sometimes. Time, all the text messages. I've only got like five text messages. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone's excited to see you. It's true. I'm not. Well, it's because you live here. Like, yeah. Now you're like, oh, man, I don't want to see him now. <laughs> see him every day. Well, my, my honest thought process is you live here, so it's not like pressing to like hang out because you're going to come home eventually or be here eventually. Yep. So, Even like if it my... is, Tim's getting ready to go to bed, and I'm just rolling inside. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and we have a five-minute conversation in the hallway, and then we go our separate ways. I'm getting up for work and you're leaving. <laughs> Just getting home. <laughs> nah, my job doesn't allow me to do that anymore. Uh, but it's still you. I know there's going to be times where you get home at like five in the morning. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so I think that's the show. We talked about nothing and we talked about a lot of things. Yep. Kind of excited. Uh, visit the website between alpha omega.com. You can contact me or the rest of the cast. So we'll read your email online on the podcast so please email us uh between alpha omega.com go to the website i'll probably be writing more because i have a lot of free time now so look for my blogs to be posted anytime and you can check out my social media when those go live uh, or just check the website every once in a while i earn nothing off of it so your clicks uh don't really matter to me <laughs> but you can find out all the good information or when the podcast goes live or whatnot uh hang in there uh, studio will be getting upgraded here soon. There'll probably be more people on the couch. And then in January, look for us going live on Twitch with the VOD is being on YouTube. That'll be fun as I upgrade my computer. And now I have to have storage space for those videos and that'll be crazy. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, Drew will be on hopefully, uh, whenever we podcast again, and he'll talk about all the hospital and the baby information that I'm leaving out on purpose. Uh, so you have to stay tuned for next week or two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whenever the show goes, <laughs> uh, for more baby info. He is adorable. Like normally I'm like, eh, babies, but baby's actually pretty adorable. Surprisingly enough, Forrest does not look like a grumpy old man as a baby. <laughs> as a baby. It's true. I think he got more of Schaefer than Drew, but that's fine. Probably for the best. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I can't ima imagine a baby Drew. No offense, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, look forward for all of that information upcoming and then show happening soon with the full cast. It'll be fun. That's it. Love you. Bye. Bye.